Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am your co-host, Al Gore. I'm here with the main man, main honcho, Lance Psycho. How's it going? It is going quite well, minus the fishing. But hey, that's not what this podcast is about. But why not the fishing? You're not catching no fish? Oh, man. Where do you fish right now? January. There's not really good ice on the front range. You got to drive three hours to get to good ice. There's like one lake open, etc. Gotcha. Just put some in your bathtub. Yes. Name them all. Catch them. Release them. <laughs> They'll be so pissed. Well, at hey, you. why do I got to put in my bathtub? I remember I have that pool in my house. You do. Water that, feature. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's four inches. Hey, we, so. had, we had goldfish. They survived for a while. <laughs> just catching goldfish. It's just now that the, With all the your new- professional gear. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll get in my boat. Yeah. Kids are like, I think dad went crazy. I think it's going to I think I believe that's true. Yeah. Well, if you don't want to go crazy and if you want to, and you got some free time and you're not going fishing because of all of those reasons, uh, Yep. and you're still using AutoCAD or you're not that proficient in Revit, go to RevitRocketShip.com where yours truly teaches you Revit. I just got another review. I don't have time to, to uh, you know, look it up, but basically someone uh, downloaded, used it, loved it, you know, it was just great. It was perfect for them. They were waiting to get into Revit. Amazing. And this was a great step for them to do it. They could understand it because they understand buildings. That's how we teach. We teach the model like you build. Um, so go to RevitRocketShip.com. Make that happen. Every day, more architecture professionals are adding ArcCat to their workflow to save them time and money. ArcCat helps designers, specifiers, and architects compare and select the best products for their projects with their powerful search engine. They also offer data files like CAD. BIM, if you're using Revit. Oh, oh look at that. There you go. Uh, with RevitureRocketShip.com and specifications right on the same time and the same site for free without registration. Visit ArcCat.com today and see why so many professionals are consolidating their product search to one task. That is, visit ArcCat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Trust me, yours Thank truly, you. Al's truly, others truly who have worked at F9... Uh, shout out Bob Bob Wygant, Robert Wygant of Sumax. Uh, we have built, we have custom hand built a lot of the content that's on there. So you you know you can trust it. You know you can use it. And uh, we use it all the time. We still use it. As a matter of fact, we used it uh, last week, I think. We found like a dumpster on there. We literally needed a dumpster. Yeah. Put it in our family, our, 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 uh, our template, our internal template. And made it happen. We could not have done that with our cat. Well, let me bring you inside the firm. Because what happened is one of our guys Yeet. said, should I make a dumpster? Could have took him an hour or two. And That's Lance, the and, point. And Lance said, That's why don't you point. just go look at our cat? Yep. And it was there. And it saved 58 minutes. And it's such trustworthy content. I think that's the one of the big... If, number one, it's... Number one, they're not taking your damn data. And that is so huge in this world of data data whores there's no way of putting it right <laughs> gobblers literally that it, it's like think about it so like uh if anybody's watched the social dilemma mm-hmm. one of the key phrases with that is is that if if it's free you're the product 
So this is our cat does not do that, and that is so refreshing in this day and age. So you can sign up for free. Uh, you don't even have to sign up. You just go there. You just visit it. You can download. It's just there for you to make it happen. So make your life easier. Go to arcat.com today. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Perfect. Uh, what's next? I'll tell you what's next, Al. You Client control. Hmm. Okay. There's all different. And, and so it's we have a little, 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 little thing that Alex and I work off of for this podcast. And one of the bullet points is client control. And what it what why I put that down is because uh, I, I, I'm not talking about you literally controlling your clients. I'm talking about f- seeing the red flags of when somebody is just not willing to give up control. And but at the same time, it's perplexing to you, the professional, because you're like, "Hey, I thought you hired me to do the, do my job. I thought you hired me to sort of take control of this situation because you're a fish out of water." You, you do. There you go. Another fishing analogy yeah. every time. <laughs> because you clearly have another job. Be finance, be tech, be whatever. That is your job. This is my job. Yeah. It's like Penny. Shout out Penny, our bookkeeper. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Please do that. You make my life so much easier. Yeah. Thank you for doing your job. Yep. And I'll, I'll give you the control over that. So, <clears throat> so if you find yourself in that situation... Then um, here's an example. So so let let's say you're gonna let's say you're gonna build um, a little addition for somebody, and or you're gonna design a little addition for for somebody, right? And you, but in the building instance is more good a good example of, and you're like, hey, the excavator's coming out next Monday to do that, and they say for some crazy reason, who knows? They hit back with like, well, why do we need an excavator? Oh man, I, I I feel like you were trusting me to start the job. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so it, it it's gonna be like a game time decision. I think a literally, and this is just me just spitballing. Now you tell me if you, if yours would be different. Like a game time decision of it might be where you say, "Hey, either you you just give them a good gut check and a, tell them the brutal truth of." Either you either you let me do my job that you hired me to do, or I don't think I'm going to be able to do my job, and I think we can't work together. Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> either I'm doing the job, or you're doing the job. But also, I mean, th- th- there's good analogies you could bring up, like just like the bookkeeper analogy. Say, hey, you know, I have a bookkeeper. For them, you know, like I give them the task and they do the job. If I sat next to them and asked them why they were doing everything, one, yeah, if you want to learn, that's fine. But two, do you think that would take them longer? <laughs> do you think that would speed them up or slow them down? Yep. You helping is not helping. Yep. You micromanaging is not helping. Yep. So you, you can't micromanage me or else you just have to manage it yourself because it's not helping the process. Yep. So uh, that's that, that's I, I think that's about the best I can do for an analogy or an example today about when you when when somebody maybe you you're gonna encounter that at some point. I'm I'm telling you this to reassure you that you, you need to have that big boy or that big girl conversation right then and there and say and, and it's kind of it's kind of like like it's kind of a in the nicest way possible a take it or leave it approach of like either I, either I'm allowed to do my job or I'm not and. If I'm not, then I we just this is not not workable. And, and why am I even here to begin with? There's only one fishing rod. 
He's only one. <laughs> I'm literally I'm doing it. Fishing for an analogy. He's doing here. it. <laughs> He's doing it. He's doing it. Uh, so that's it. How about this? Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, what five questions should I ask uh, to weed out bad clients early on? Man, you got to do it. You got to do it. So uh, this comes from. So I have been. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little round of applause here because Al's not going to do it. Uh, eh, you never know. Yesterday, I officially became a paid business coach, and I'm really excited about it. If you go to, I'm super excited about it. Now, now, the biggest reason why I'm excited about it is to help people out, obviously. But the second biggest reason I'm excited about it, and I'm not joking, is because I get I get contacted by LinkedIn people all the freaking time, and they're they're like wanting to wanting to be business coach, and I'm like, oh, I have a podcast. I feel like I am the business coach. So uh, if you go to, if if anybody's curious what I'm doing, if you go to Loco. That's L-O-C-O and then thinktank.com forward slash facilitator. I am a facilitator. And so I'm part of this group. Yeah. Are you a business coach or business facilitator? I've just tried to get out of your skin. <laughs> I feel like you're, I feel like he's fishing for some. <laughs> come on, come on! You had it. I was, I was hoping. I was hoping that's what you would say. Yeah, I, I like that you picked it up. That's why we're a good team. Okay, <laughs> we help okay. each other insult ourselves. So yeah, so I had my first meeting with um, my first. They're not a mentee. They're sort of a mentee, right? Um, but you, you are you are coaching them to to take their business from what we used to be, which was one to five, or which was uh, just two people to like five, right? So um, one of the questions, one of the things that we talked about, that I talked about with her that I pulled that I pulled out of her, and it's kind of like a therapy session, it's so interesting, is um, how can we, how can we make it so you have an automated system to weed out bad clients? Mm-hmm. So you can just identify them and and you're just getting rid of them, right? So let's it's like it's like if there was a school of fish and you're like I don't want to catch these three but I want to catch these other two. How do you do that oh. automatically? Right, right lure, <laughs> the right, the lure. right lure, yeah, <laughs> the right net. Exactly. Okay, so uh, can I tell you one thing? Yes. Do you I mean, remember? Were you in Boy Scouts? Uh, for a little bit. Did the cars? The cars are fun. Okay. And we also those? made fishing lures. That's cool. And but I carved a wood one. Out of wood. Yeah. Uh, painted probably, it. Probably balsa wood. Exactly. Floats. And, and then drilled a little hole in it to put the the uh, BBs, whatever you call them, sure. bearings, metal bearings. Whatever. Yep. Um, never caught a fish with it. <laughs> I tried so hard for years. Literally, probably, I probably made it when I was eight, and I probably tried till I was 18. Really? Yeah. Like, I was like with that lure. I was like, yeah, I made this. I got to catch Wow. Fish with it. I bet if Al found, you should find it somehow. I hope your mom like finds it in the next week or something. Just cleaning something out, and sends it to you. There's a- Al gives it to me. Just it's just nonstop. I patent it. Start another business. It works. Push out. Al out. Well, know what? It needed 15 years in my parents' basement to get that patina. Patina. Yep. That fish exactly. patina. That smell. That like. Oh, this has been in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to eat. Yeah. All right. So uh, so anyway, back to. Uh, um, this idea of of having a filter to weed out bad clients came across an awesome article and I wanted to read it to you. It, it's actually fairly new. So last quarter, October 19, 2020 is when it came out. Uh, so I want to see if, I want to bounce these ideas off you, Al, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. real time and te- you tell me if these are things that you have thought about done or that we could even adopt ourselves or maybe the listeners can, right? So uh, question number one, this is like you asking the client, Right. What prompted this project? Okay. 
interesting question. Exactly. I like it because it gets, I feel like it gets deep right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And My, it's okay to ask. It seems like there's not, it's deep without like, Getting uncomfortable in some way. Oh, yeah. I don't even know, you know. My, my kids are growing. They're growing up fast. They need room to grow in before they grow out of this house. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. Do exactly. You, uh, you want the inside scoop. That's the whole idea behind that, right? You're asking the sto- you're asking for them the story behind the project. You love the stories, right? Building a story brand. Exactly. Uh, how they got to where they are, et cetera. Um, here's some of the things that can come out and why it can help you weed out bad clients, right? Mm-hmm. So you may want to hear how, for example, another firm completely screwed up their project, right? And why they're calling your firm to save it. And we get these calls to come in and save. Matter of fact, I'm acting as a general contractor right now to save a, a project from something like this. Um, or maybe they're looking to take advantage of your service and then they want to create, you know, a, a, a special thing because they've seen what you're doing, right? It just gives you, like you said, a deeper look at that, right? Because you need to know what you're lo- what you're dealing with dealing with before you make a decision to take it even further. So I think that's a great first question. That's one I'm going to include from now on. Yep. Hey, uh, just tell me tell me what prompted you thinking about doing this. Yep. And oftentimes a lot of people will tell me that um, right away. But man, I just think that's stand- it should be standard practice from now on when I go and I or maybe you go to a sales meeting. Okay. This is interesting. Question number two. Let's say you're dealing with a couple. Who's the decision maker? Oh, what do you think about that? I like and dislike that. Yeah. But I think it's necessary, but I only maybe pull you, out maybe that you, question. Do you ask it differently? Is that what it is? I only ask that question because a lot of times, <clears throat> uh, you know, like there'll be a, a disagreement about whatever. And this is not, this actually doesn't come up in the sales pitch, right? I don't know if it's appropriate there. Just to be honest with you, normally comes out. No, no, at, it's fair. Yeah, at the first design meeting, so they'll just go ba- by just by virtue of working with them. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then they'll go back and forth, and then a lot of times they'll make a decision, right? But then sometimes they won't. Or they'll say we have to come back to you, right? Then I feel like you can you can ask it if if they have a disagreement, but but if they're working things out, I don't think it's necessary. I also don't think it's necessary to do it in the beginning, like right away in the beginning. Let's say it's a husband and wife because it's a house, right? Could be any sort of couple. But like, it's kind of saying like, who's the boss? Well, who's the boss in in what scenario? Like in the garage, maybe one person's the boss. In the kitchen, maybe another person's boss. In the bedroom, maybe another person. No, no, this is the truth. I bet in the kitchen, I know who's the boss at your house. My wife. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know who's the boss in our office, even though we share, I share it. Who? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) but no no not not not, i don't mean you i mean with my wife yeah yeah in in your office in your office in your house house. yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's my wife right but 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 think about this what if you were design what if i was designing your guys's house and i said who's the boss lance you're gonna say you're the boss and then she's gonna be like well what about in the office or what about in the kitchen what about exactly no 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 So, so so maybe here's the way i would feel comfortable asking a question much very much similar to this yeah and it would be um tell me about uh who is going to be making the decision for the finishes versus some versus who's going to be making the decisions for the space layout or are you guys going to be making them collectively together i think you kind of at that point then address 
two different scenarios and at yep. the same time you bring it all the way back around yep and give them the opportunity for them to go to examine those two first and then they can they can instantly kind of think in their head like oh yeah well i actually give a shit about the carpet but i know ed doesn't care he just cares right. about his man cave or whatever yeah the only thing I would say is that I don't know in my experience, this question isn't necessary and it could lead to, it, it could almost, it's like introducing a problem where the majority of the time they're God, not. that's a good, that's another good way of putting it. It is almost like introducing a problem. You're introducing conflict. Yeah. When, and, and, and I, that's why like you almost need to bring it up later, if at all. Yeah. You know, the only one that I usually ask. Do you think is, about this? Think about, let's say we were talking to a banker, anyone, anyone. And right away they asked us, who's the decision maker? Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'd be like, honestly, I'd be like, who's the, de- I don't know. We'll, Lance and I will talk about it and one of us will let you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, look at Al. He got a little offended there. He fended himself in that scenario. Exactly. I could exactly. feel it. I could feel it. <laughs> Good. You were like, punch it. I, yeah, more choking. Cho- <laughs> he was choking himself out. <laughs> yeah. Jujitsu. Yeah. Gosh. Because it introduces conflict. What, what if so? Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think about who is um, where this scenario. I, I'm not sure this works in a residential scenario. I have. I can think of a few instances where it has worked in a um, corporate scenario where we've had private companies hire us to do projects, and but they have been very forthcoming with. Um, uh, when they, we sign the contract, they're like, um, I'll, I'll be taking the lead on decisions and he, she, she or he will be taking the lead on payment, distin- pay, payments. Great distinction because there was an example of um, a, uh, a university that was doing a building for the president and then, but, um, oh my God, I think it was either the president or the president's wife or something was making decisions, but the university was paying for it and then like it got out of budget. Wait, wait, who's the decision maker? Is it like, because in that scenario, oh, it should have just been the university. Whoever was in charge at the university for that construction project. You know what I mean? Like it should have cycled through through them. So let's say you're working for a corporate client, right? I think that's, I think you need to do it because there might be a guy that's, or girl that's responsible for the whole budget, but then all of a sudden people get to, you know, like collaborate and say their inputs. Okay, am I just taking everyone's input and putting it in, or does it go through a decision maker? Because some people will want pools. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Well, you know, are we doing that? Are we not doing that? I think it's more of a corporate thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a residential thing, and I think what Al was saying is right: is that it comes out in the meetings, so you just need to pay attention to the meetings. Yep. Um, but you still, at the same time, have to be sensitive to like. Say it's a husband and a wife again. That scenario, right? And that you can't like don't leave the wife off the emails. Don't leave the husband off the emails. Oh yeah. So not at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, number three. Can you give me a ballpark budget? Well, yeah, I love that question. Yeah, I, I, I say that all the time. Yeah, great question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this this article goes on to say. Um, you wait a minute. Is this you asking them or them asking you? Because I, no, no, no. this is us. You asking the client. That's the head of the article. Yes, we're yeah. asking the client. Construction. Do you have a ballpark construction budget? Yeah. I ask that all the time. Yep. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you do if they say it's too... I mean, I... I no, no. I know what you say already. I was just going to answer my own question there. I like it too because then it's like, oh, that's... Just so you know, you're going to need to double that. Like, there's just no way around it. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not here to lie. What, answer your own question for the audience. It was, um, what do you what do you say, Lance, what do you say if they, uh, if they say um, it's about... They, they, their answer is it's going to be half of what you know it's going to take to get it done. Oh, okay. That's it. Okay. Question number four. When will you be ready to start? Yeah. That's pretty straightforward. Great question, too. Yeah. Man, we only got hung up on one of these. But it makes sense we got hung up on this other one. I, that man, you're just introducing conflict in that third one. I think yeah. it was the third one. Was the third one? Second one. Second one. Uh, last one. Oh, this is a good one. I think. Who else are you talking to? Oh. What do you think of that one? Um, I, I don't ask that that often. Uh, I don't either. I've done it before and I don't like it. Yeah. I just think, but I think it's a, I think it's a good one because it's kind of like a, just, a, I don't know. It's a good one because it's like good questions make people pause. Yep. But that's more of like when you're giving an interview, literally on a podcast. I, I have uh, had subs ask me that and I don't mind giving them an answer. Now, so that might make you more comfortable in asking a client that, but I don't know if that's just me. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just me that I don't like that decision question. Um, and I don't mind getting asked, you know, like, are you getting other bids? Okay. Here's the, here's, here's the premise behind asking this question according to the article. Okay. okay. See if you buy it now. Uh, this is literally quote verbatim from the article. The standard from my experience is three designers in total. If they say they're talking to eight designers and they're narrowing it down, that's a red flag for me in a number of ways. Number one, they may need to see 10's concepts before they make a decision. Two, they may uh, have a committee of decision makers who don't agree. Three, the left hand might not know what the right hand is doing. Um, I like that. Then I buy it asking it. I like that because I swear I've had one of these where they were like, oh yeah, we want to talk to eight. And I was like, you couldn't, you couldn't find out enough on the internet to narrow it down narrow to three? Narrow it down to three. Here's one where I've... Here's an example that I've had before. I've had the whole... Um, been talking with them online or on a phone call or whatever. It doesn't matter. And they say, yeah, uh, can you come down to the space and take a look at it at you know 10 a.m. or whatever? And then I go, sure. And they go, great. I'll let the other architects know as, as well. And then I go, wait a minute. What do you mean other architects? Yeah. Oh, we're going to have other architects there too. And I go... I'm not meeting with competing architects in the same meeting. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Let so. me tease that out just because I haven't had that happen. Although now in hindsight that I've said no, I kind of want to do it just as a life experience. Like got to try everything once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I wouldn't. Now that we say this, like I, I think I would now do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just to do it. Yeah. But hmm. Okay, would I have? Would Nick, I have? Nick, do you want to meet with you, Nick? Do you want to meet with a potential client up here in Colorado at the same time? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want to give two things. Would I met with three excavators at the same time? Would I? I don't know. But you answer these questions. Mm. You answer, and then here's another one. Be like, sure. And then, hey, I would really want you to come to the office just so you can see my office, the work area, introduce you to maybe some of the people. What time can you come? And they say, what time? Great. I'll let the other clients know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know like uh 
was getting a whole bunch of clients at the same time. Oh man, sounds so, so, crazy. Okay, would you have a couple subs out at the same time? No, I, I, because I, I, no, nope. That's not. That's not. It just feels awkward. Yeah, but I would go if invited now. Just to be clear, there you go. Yeah, huh? So I don't know if I would still ask. Why that. is it awkward? I agree that it's kind of awkward, but why? Is it because it's like, oh, here's your, is it, is it a power position? Yes. Now? Here's your competition. Here's your competition. And I'm the one okay. with the. And, 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 and if we can continue, it, I think it's good that you said subs. So yeah. we're, we're putting our contractors hats on now, right? Yeah. I think it's good that you did that, right? So, and just to be clear, like all of our subs, not all of our subs, all of our electrician, electrical subs, here's a good example, are they're male owned firms. So males, I'm a male, Al's a male. We obviously, so we know like there's an alpha thing that comes out when there's competing people there. Like it just is that way. It, I just feel like it would get awkward at that, that, that point, you know, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Like what, like what if one sub asks, like, are we going to do this or that? And the other sub's like, you don't need to fucking do that. Fuck that. Guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sorry for the language, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You instantly saw how I went to complete, you know, yeah. sub talk. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or here's another thing too. Here's why another reason it could be awkward during that walk and talk. And when you're doing it, it's the time to sell the client, right? Meaning, uh, I'm going to make up insulator. Hey, you know, we give you great prices. Um, you know, we do the insulation, but we actually go above and beyond and we insulate all the bathrooms. Competition doesn't do that. Yep. And then the competition goes, yeah, we do. Or, or, or stop lying, Joe. Or, or you're doing it again, Joe. That's why your uh, wife left you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> See how awesome it got real quick? <laughs> but <clears throat> here's why I think it it's awkward. Be like, here's the reason maybe not to do it is, okay, maybe they can't tell you all that information. Maybe they don't want to tell you all that information. It's, well, it's kind of proprietary in a way, right? Yeah. I don't, and, and, I, I mean, and then maybe, maybe, maybe they think, oh, now it's all based on just the lowest bid, so I'm not going to do my special stuff. And just get the lowest bid because I can see that there's three there. And then let's swing. It, I, I'm, yeah, let's swing it all the way back to if we, if it was us selling selling design services. Well, if I'm bringing the mock proposal up, I don't want these other. Even though we talk about it on the podcast, I still don't want you to see it. I still don't want you to see my style. Like my that's sales is such an art, in my opinion. That it just it takes so much personality, you know, at a core level. Right. I don't want people to take that. I don't want people to learn from that. Right. The, um, that's the only thing I may, that's the only thing that maybe where I go like, okay, now I'll put my capital A architect and that's not even, maybe that's capital B business person more than anything of holding something close to the best. I don't know. Spitballing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm trying to think about it in, in other scenarios. Like, would you, you know, would you ever grab three collar dealerships, bring them to the same area and say like what what can you what can you do what can you like he's gonna (laughs) know what i'd say almost is like this is the analogy i'm working i i I think by analogies um this isn't an auction Ooh, that's a good way of thinking about it 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, my services aren't an op, you know an yeah. auction. No, I mean, I'm st- I still think I'd go to one of these just to, for the fun. But <laughs> no. maybe talk about kind of really hoping that the universe hears the woo woo we're trying to put into it right now, and we get an inquiry soon. Yep, and that happens. Yep. I wonder if big commercials do that. I wonder if you're doing it. Big commercial. uh, See you. We're going to do an ex. We're going to uh, do an addition. Okay. Can I give you an example? Yep. So we, we went after some County work recently and yes, Alex Gresh, one of our leads was there with the other contractors. He was our con. He was our representative from our, from our, our, our contracting firm. He was there with the other contractors. Yep. But it, but, but that scenario is much different because it's literally just Q&A and you're asking for um, the question, you know, you're asking direct questions and you're hopefully getting the, the answers right back. That's, that's, there you go. That, that's the example I could think of. Um, okay. Here's the difference. If it's information only and you're not expected to talk about, <coughs> if they, if somehow the, the client knew Oh, you aren't asking how much this is going to cost. Mm-hmm. You aren't asking what your process is. It's only, 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 only about me getting the information out to you. Bingo. And that's why it's different in the corporate setting because it's all just like, here's the addition. Here's Even the public setting. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Public too. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's not them then asking you like, what's your process? Mm-hmm. They're not. Inter- yeah. It can't be an interview of you. It's just information. So maybe that's the distinction. Hey, just got a question about this meeting. If there's going to be three architects there, is that just to show for you to show us the information or are you going to be interviewing, asking questions about, you know, ask blah, 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 blah. Because then I'd, you know, smart. Yeah. Yep. There's a distinction. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give y'all, including, including Al, some last, some additional tips for for this for success. Okay. Business development can be the biggest challenge for creative entrepreneurs but it doesn't have to be when you use these questions and the bonus tips below sales become easier and even fun because you're meeting new people and making a connection so more tips for success do more listening than talking we've talked about that first half of your meeting should truly be listening right uh number two focus on how you've solved a similar problem excellent alex always makes analogies i do too when i'm at these meetings it's another way to sort of connect with people, right? So, for example, uh, from this article, quote, when my client Diane launched her new identity, she doubled her sales in the first six months because people understood what she does and how she's different, end quote. I know Alex has used, I, can, you, I, bet, I wonder if you can think of an example of like how you've, how you've, how you've talked about like what you did for somebody else. Uh, my, exa- my one example would be like shipping containers. You know, we talked about now, um, ship that we've done, a shipping container project for like a potential shipping container person. And we're like, oh yeah, I see we've done that. And here's, here's how we made it work. Then we instantly become the expert yep. and we instantly become the trusted person. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a tip. Yeah. Tip for dip. It says, listen, listen more than you talk. What are you listening for? Right. Listen for how they ask you or a question. For example, listen to, here's two cues for you. Okay. They ask you how to do something or why to do something right? How to do something. I believe they're asking for like, Oh, are you competent? Do you know what you're doing? Like they're interested in the nuts and bolts. So that's how you tailor your response back to them. Right? They ask, Hey, why would you do this? They are now more of a thinking type of person. Like they want to know a thought process. They want a thought know process. That, right? So you want to speak in their language and you can't speak in their language unless you listen to them. Bingo. That's what I'm Yep. 
Uh, last one. Passing on the project is not a bad thing. If you need to walk away, that's okay. Taking a pass leaves open space to find the free leads and clients for you and your business. If you're busy with energy draining, bad paying clients, there's no space for the good ones. I had a phone call with Brian Tinker, Tinker Homes, been on the podcast last night. And he said that if he's winning, uh, if he's winning more than 40% of the project he's going after, he's doing something wrong. And I go, that's interesting. Whoa. And I, I thought, and I thought to my head about my. That's interesting. Yep. And I, exactly. And I thought about the sales meetings I've had in the past two weeks. And as far as revenue streams coming in, I landed 40% of what I went after. Hmm. But I didn't get 40%. I got less than, I got only 25% of the total. But. The one that I did land is the biggest revenue. It's our target custom, modern, cool house in Denver. And it. I, so I was like, huh. I mean, I, I, when he said that, I go, are you sure you don't have those backwards? And he goes, no, no, no. And Brian is a very smart guy. Brian is a white-collar, um, blue-collar contractor because he has a finance degree. So he, in my world, Brian is a different kind of contractor. Mm-hmm. He's unique, and he, he, provide, he provides like a... I think a higher and more keen level of business acumen. Yeah. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth, but I thought it was really interesting. I, I like it. I like it. Hal likes it. What do you got, Al? Uh, if you want to join what we're doing here. Do it. I'll tell you. The whole firm at Inside the Firm, F9 Productions, we're reading Two Second Lean by Paul Akers. Um, the last assignment we gave, so your assignment if you want to join us, is you know buy the book download it you don't even have to buy it yes you how do you go, do that yeah you can the app store go to lean play just type in lean play i'm gonna do it right now just so i follow along and see if you're right okay yep. lean play did you have your phone on you uh yes yeah do it that way oh go it's literally like an app on the iphone or, yeah. or or android yeah so you could return the audiobook that you got okay lean play play you holy see there? cow there it is yep download it it, it actually came up as two second lean play but i still typed in lean play and it came up Awesome. You download it? And I will get it now. And it's Lean Audiobooks by Paul Akers. I'm going to, I got to sign in. I got a new password now. Keep going. There you go. Um, you don't thumb it? Uh, you should thumb it. Uh, I do the thumbprint. Oh, man. You're, you're, I knew you were with the NSA. <laughs> I knew it. Anyways, this week we are, uh, people are finishing up chapters one through six. Um, and then next week we'll assign six to 12. You can buy the book. Um, or you can listen to it. You can listen to it on Audible or you can listen to it for free on Lean Play. Um, so follow us along with our journey and join us if you want to. But tell everybody why we're doing it and what the goal is. That's what I, that's what, so, so Al, Al had this idea. Al, Al reads these kind, we both read these kind of books, but Al took the lead on this one and said, this is a great book. What do you think about this idea? And the idea is, <clears throat> there's, it, it just, it gives, exa- he gives all kinds of examples for other people. You probably cannot apply some of them to you, obviously, but then you got to think about how you apply them to, to, to yourself, right? If you, t- if you can figure out a task that is repetitive, and you can take two seconds off of what it takes you to do that task, think about how many times you got to repeat that, that task, and then that's how much more efficient you become overall, right? Think about then. If it's your like one person firm, we are now twelve. If you count if you count Penny and we do count her, then 
like you have that many more tasks with that many more people. So the idea is to relean uh, our firm in a, in a new way here, thinking about going while going through this going through this book. So I highly recommend that everybody else, if you if you consider it, we've already even talked about like in one of the very first episodes, um, the lean startup, like that book. Yes. So that's a kind of like a hot word, right? That like lean word when it comes to entrepreneurship the and business. The lean builder? Yeah, the lean builder. Why wouldn't you want to be lean mean and and to be a rocking business machine? But here's the other the other idea behind it. So like the lean startup, Lancer, or I will find a book and then we'll say, hey, I think you should read this. It applies to business. We want to do it. So I did that to Lancer. He's like, yeah. And, and I said, not only that, I go, well, then it's not just about us though. It's everyone else. So let's get everyone else on the same page. Yep. His sixth chapter, I forgot what it's called, but it might even be called, I have notes here. It's about building a culture. You're not going to build a culture just through Lance and I then mandating like, Hey, two seconds, two seconds, because it's deeper. It's deeper than, than that, that overview. Right? So that's why everyone is doing it. So everyone can be on the same page. You got it. I also hope this guy does it soon with us. Nick Renard with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. You see those little black boxes? They're called telephones. I'm going to let you in on a little secret about these telephones. They're not going to dial themselves. Okay? Without you, they're just worthless hunk of plastic. Like a loaded M16 without a trained marine to pull the trigger. And in the case of the telephone, it's up to each and every one of you. My highly trained Stratonites, my killers. My killers who will not take no for an answer. My f***ing warriors who will not hang up the phone until their client either buys or f dies. Let me tell you something. There is no nobility in poverty. I've been a rich man. And I've been a poor man. And I choose rich every f Because at least as a rich man, when I have to face my problems, I show up in the back of a limo wearing a $2,000 suit and a $40,000 gold f watch. Now, if anyone here thinks I'm superficial or materialistic, go get a job at f***ing McDonald's because that's where you f***ing belong. But before you depart this room full of winners... I want you to take a good look at the person next to you. Go on. Because sometime in the not-so-distant future, you're pulling up next in a red light in your beat-up old f***ing Pinto, and that person's going to pull up right alongside you in a brand-new Porsche with his beautiful wife by his side. And who will you be next to? Some disgusting wildebeest with three days of razor stubble and a sleeveless moo-moo crammed in next to you with a carload of groceries from the price club that's who you're going to be sitting next to so you listen to me and you listen well are you behind on your credit card bills good pick up the phone and start dialing is your landlord ready to evict you good pick up the phone and start dialing does your girlfriend think you're a loser good pick up the phone and start dialing I want you to deal with your problems by becoming rich. All you have to do today is pick up that phone and speak the words that I've taught you. And I'll make you richer than the most powerful CEO in the United States of America. I want you to go out there. 
I want you to ram Steve Madden stocks down your clients' throats till they choke on it, till they choke on it and buy 100,000 shares. That's what I want you to do. You'll be ferocious. You'll be relentless. You'll be telephone terrorists. Now let's knock this mother out of the park. Leonardo DiCaprio from The Wolf of Wall Street. Toodles. Nick Leonardo DiCaprio right yes. there. The Wolf of Architecture. Florida. Of Florida. <laughs> all Florida. That was a crazy movie. It was a good movie. Uh, I think that if people have different motivations, obviously that's over the top. Uh, but if it gets you riled up and selling, then good. And especially, especially if you're selling something that's awesome, right? If you're selling something that's good for someone, then all the better. If you're selling junk, then don't do that. Don't pick up the phone. Put it back down. Oh, I tried to do a quick Google search. Good stuff, Al. I tried to do a good Google. I tried to do a quick Google search of TJ Eckert inside the firm because I had my friend TJ on. I think last summer. And uh, that we actually played we actually played an audio clip of that excerpt from the movie first before TJ's podcast. Uh, and TJ was a TJ was an insurance salesman, and he was really good at it. And by really good at it, meaning sleazy. But with the sleaze, like there's always something you can, you can learn from it. Where I'm not suggesting you do something illegal at all. But uh, anyways. Uh, I just remembered that, so you should go try to find that episode, check it out, because it, it's it's entertaining if nothing else. Like TJ's stories were, were were nuts about sales, the way he was doing it. I was like, this is this is craziness. So uh, let's see if we can get some craziness with uh, the folks over at Inside the Firm with some ARE Jeopardy. How high are the standard kitchen countertops? A, 30 inches. B, 38 inches. C, 34 inches. D, 36 inches. What kind of a wussy question is this? Well, let's see. Standard. We got D, D, A, A, D, D. It is D. It is D. Wow, layups today. Yep. Number two. In it. Everybody got it right, Add right? It. Nope. Two no. got it wrong. We won't name names. Okay, sorry. I really want to shout out. Sorry, em. not layups. In an attic, free throws. Yeah, and some of some people are Shaq. It's yes, okay. He less. has other. He's tall, tall. He can dunk. Yep. It's okay. In an attic, what is the minimum clearance? Uh, A. Thirty inches. B. Twenty-four inches. C. Twenty-eight inches. D. Thirty-two inches. What the hell kind of a question is that? Attic clearance. Attic. So like, let's say you're in an attic and you need to get to some space, right? What is the clearance? Interesting. A. 30 inches, huh. B, 24 inches, C, 28 inches, D, 32 inches. Interesting. What? You're not talking to me. You're not that. I mean, I need to know about this, like, uh, where see, this comes uh, from. You got to know. You gotta, uh, we have B, D, B, B. It is A. It is A. Are you serious? Yeah. No collusion either. I didn't even it's hear you guys. So 30, 30, is, does 30 inches also apply to, fi to fixtures? But like, so, so like, if you need to provide an access panel to it, you have to have at least 30 inches of clearance uh, in there. E if, it, if it's below 30 inches, you don't need access panels, I don't think. I see what you mean. Wait. So if the attic itself, if the 
Yeah, if the attic itself has 30 inches or more, then you have to provide access to it. Oh, okay. Yep. But also, we had a... Huh. I don't even know. You know, that. let's say Crazy you have uh, a roof and then you have another portion of it intersecting and you need to get from one portion to the other portion, right? In Becker, you have to cut out for there. What are you going to cut out? 18 inches so you can just squeeze through? Billion fish on... Uh-uh-uh. Just like Jurassic Park. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Someone appreciated that. Thank you. Uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, did I say crawl space? No, but why is it different? Because well, America is why it's different. The oh. Different than the no, he's saying going horizontally. Oh, I see. Why is that yeah. different than crawl space? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, All right, what do we got for scores so far? Let's do a quick roundup here. We got two, two, two a goose egg. Goose egg? He has a smile. One, <laughs> one. I feel like his counts as half that smile. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, here we go. Ready? Time out. Because, hey, wait, Sam, remember when you cut into the garage? Didn't, did we say 30 inches high? Uh, yes. He said yes. I'm glad he did. I also remember that I cut through a truss. <laughs> you also cut through a truss that we had to fix. <laughs> we fixed that and then yeah. cut through it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then fixed it. You, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Which of these is not one of the three characteristics of the physics of sound? A, dynamic range. I heard that, Ross. B, sound level. C, frequency. D, propagation. The oh, Just just the... Okay, uh, A, dynamic range. B, sound level. C, frequency. D, propagation. If you get this wrong, building fall down, go boom. All right, we have uh, D, B, D, B, B, D. The correct answer is A. <laughs> Sound ones are the worst, aren't they? Who cares? Who cares? On this season of Inside the Firm. Okay, number four. Ready? Which sound absorption coefficient <laughs> indicates the highest amount of noise reflection? I'll repeat it. Which sound absorption coefficient indicates the highest amount of noise reflection? A, zero. B, one. C, 0. 0.001. D, 0. 0.01. The answers? Yeah. Uh, A, 0. B, 1. C, 0. 0.001. D, 0. 0.01. Do-do-do. Easy, right? Do-do-do. Easy. Here we go. Do-do. We have B, C, B, D, D, D. The correct answer is A. Zero. Okay, Mark, come. I think we have a tie We have a tie, right? Two and two? So, Yep. All right, Mark. Mark's going to read it. I'm going to look. It's going to be fastest answers, quickest guns, gets the win, gets it correct. Uh, if someone guesses, the other person has another opportunity to guess afterwards. I will point. You will say if they're correct or not. Guys, we're still doing a podcast here. Go ahead, Mark. All right. What temperature in degrees Fahrenheit is used when calculating the number of heating or cooling degree days? It's a number. Say it again. Read it again. 
What temperature in degrees Fahrenheit is used when calculating the number of heating or cooling degree days? Higher than that, lower than that. Higher than 40, lower than 80. Higher. Well, but we're, we're, oh, they were the same thing. No? I know. They were. They were. Okay. Lower. Okay, wait. Lower. <laughs> there it is. 65 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Did you do it? So that, explain no, what that means. So... If the if the temperature is above sixty five degrees, then Means you're gonna the difference heat. between that is you're gonna cool. You're gonna have a cooling degree day. So if, yes. if it's seventy two degrees, it's a seven degree cooling day. Yeah. And so that's people just keep their of, house at sixty five. That's just the number they no, use. That's the number they use. Yeah. Okay. You keep your house in, at sixty five. In the summer. In the summer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Not in the summer. <laughs> well, there you go. If you're interested in Revit Rocket Chip, can we play Nick again? Sure, I I I think he's I think he sold one for us the other day. That's because so he, he's our best spokesman. There you go. There you have it. Talk to you next week. Best friends, are you a growing studio like we are at Dig? Are you hiring people with Revit experience only to find out they don't use the tool like you do? Are you losing time and money? Well, friends, that's a problem, and it's one we shared with you. Until we invested in Revit Rocket Ship. That's right, friends. Revit Rocket Ship. Revit Rocket Ship is officially the unofficial training method for all new hired dig teammates. It gives us a great foundation to build on and gets our team modeling in Revit with the same methodology oh so quickly. Plus, the Revit Rocket Ship package comes with all this really cool bonus stuff and a personalized autograph headshot from Al Gore. The short, cool one. And friends, I can't believe I'm doing this. Al is not going to be a happy camper. But for an unlimited time, and for my best friends, if you use the promo code DIG at checkout, free high fives for life. And upon hitting the buy now button, if you reach up in the air with a hand extended for a high five and yell out Revit Rocket Ship, I will stop what I'm doing in my studio in sunny Jacksonville, Florida, reach up, receive that high five, and send one right back to you. How's that for a deal? Revit Rocket Ship, one hell of a foundation to build your studio on. A message from a currently unpaid spokesman. And I'm not entirely sure the promo code thingy will work, but go ahead and try it anyway. <laughs>